seated around the dining room table of one Mike Tinsley for this episode of the Westwood Living Podcast. Hey everybody, Tom Lydon with the aforementioned leader of the Tinsley team, Michael Tinsley. How are you? I'm here. Thank you, Tom. I'm doing great. Yeah, you didn't have a tough commute. We're dealing with some snowflakes today, but not as bad as some may have predicted. Not at all. No, like I said, I woke up this morning. I was half expecting to get a text from you to reschedule, but I'm oh, happy no. that you didn't. Oh, no, no. We fight through. We fight through. Well, first of all, as always, I like to thank my sponsors for their support. Most notably you, because I loved our first meeting. Well, I met you at the Fall Social, first of all. But then from a business perspective, we met shortly thereafter, and we talked specifically about the Standout Student of the Month. And you present the Standout Student of the Month every month in Westwood Living, which I think is a great way for you to really connect with the community and you share that on your own website. I'm kind of encapsulating everything quickly, which we'll get to individually, but yeah. thank you for your support. Yeah, pretty much wraps it up. I think we can, yeah, we can turn <laughs> and it we're off. we're done. Yeah. <clears throat> Happy to, I, I am uh, excited to be a sponsor. Like you said, it's a great way for me to kind of get initiated into the community a little bit, get my face out there, get my name out there and, you know, happy to, happy to be that sponsor. So, okay. So Good. you're over here in your house. Uh, we're in Westwood. So how long have you and Bianca lived here in Westwood? Uh, we're relatively new to the town. We're here, I think, going on three years. Prior to this, we lived in Dedham, not far, so we were always familiar with the general area. I have a business partner who lives in Westwood. He's a huge cheerleader for the town, and he was always telling me all the great things that go on here. So, yeah, when it was time to move on from Dedham, my son was approaching school age. You know, we had that kind of in mind as we were house hunting, and this is a uh, a perfect fit and we've enjoyed it so far so it's been good let's talk infrastructurally how your business works because technically longwood residential is the parent agency. that's it exactly yep but you have formed the tinsley team so walk people through how that works so happy to so i am a uh, one of the managing partners of longwood residential like you described that's kind of the overarching brokerage office we've been open since 2011 doing business helping people buy and sell all around boston and greater boston uh, since then my business partner and i we we would bring on new agents and there wasn't like a clear hierarchy in the beginning where we'd bring on a new agent they weren't quite sure if they were answering to me if they were answering to my business partner there wasn't kind of a clear chain of command so we formed two individual groups uh, within our business. Uh, I've got the Tinsley team. He's got the Reynolds group. You know, Nick Reynolds is my business partner. So he lives in Medford. He kind of focuses more on the north side of the city. But I formed the Tinsley team. It's just agents who kind of help me out with my stuff. And uh, I kind of train and manage them and, and whatnot. And so we kind of focus more towards this side of the city. So I manage the Tinsley team. He manages the Reynolds Group, and that's kind of under the umbrella of Longwood Residential. So you're trying to carve out a little bit of a niche here in Westwood, and you started your own website, which is pretty ingenious, yeah. liveinwestwood.com. What was the impetus behind that? Yeah, so I mean, now that we're living here, I definitely, uh, definitely, it's a goal of mine to do more business in Westwood, to get more integrated with the community, that sort of thing. So we started liveinwestwood.com. So the website just has some good information about the town of Westwood. It's got some buyer resources, some seller resources kind of an introduction to me and my team and then we also have an Instagram page live in Westwood that's kind of more just kind of fun stuff that's more showcasing people places and things around the town we just want to again just kind of showcase people new restaurants things like that not too dissimilar to what you're doing maybe to a smaller scale so yeah that's what's great that's what makes it a good partnership and I love the fact that we're able to share uh, the standout student stories with you and go to it man put it on livingwestwood.com yeah, yeah. and it's it's a, it's a great way to just reach out to the community and we we typically find some good students so hopefully you've gotten some good feedback 
Definitely have. I kid, like, go to the gym. I go to Orange Theory down the street, and I feel like ever since the introduction of that magazine, I've got more people kind of nudging me at the gym, saying, "Hey, I saw you. Uh, I saw you in the magazine. I didn't realize that you did real estate, this and that." So it's been great for me. Good. That's great to hear. That's exactly what we want to hear. And I talked with uh, Aaron Hayes and Maureen Grealish yesterday from Woodland Road Design and, and urged them to really take advantage of the network. And that's natural to you because when I first met you, it was at the Westwood Living Fall Social. And you can just tell with certain people, they're those kinds oh, of people who enjoy the networking yeah, and enjoy meeting new people. And that to me is what it's all about. That's what I like to do. And now I think we're up to uh, 40 or 41 partners. And the, the mission here is to get all of you together Definitely. because you're all small business owners. You're trying yep. to make it work. You're trying to figure out the best way to build the business. And when you're rowing in the same direction, I think you see some interesting partnerships. So for our winter social, which is scheduled for the second, I can't wait to see who talks with who. Right, yeah, right. See who connects with each other. That's and, an easy one for me. Yeah, it? you no, get to, That's that's a three minute walk for me. So I'm especially looking forward to that. If there's a night where Mike may have an extra cocktail or two, it might be <laughs> yeah, Thursday yeah, night because yeah, 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 yeah. there's it no driving right. involved. Yep. No comment. Yeah, I might. Uh, <laughs> I, that might be that might be a night that I, I overindulge. Sure, that's okay. All good. What I've noticed also with many real estate agents, and we touched on this briefly before we hit the record button, is a change in how you do reach out to the marketplace and there's a big explosion of video and when you go to your social media channels I see your face smiling yeah, and talking yeah sorry I know it's not much to look at but that's kind of the wave of the future I was telling you that like you know any advice that you hear from podcasts or different talks for real estate agents in 2023 it's all about video just getting your face out there letting people see you kind of see your personality that sort of thing so I was very reluctant to get in front of the camera uh that was not something that that came supernaturally or anything i'd much rather just kind of be behind the scenes but i heard it one too many times that that's really what i should be doing so i bit the bullet and um hired a uh, a video company that came out like, like we talked about you took a bunch of videos now they post it on instagram so well they've made an good. impact i want to talk about two of them specifically sure. one of them was your reaction to the learning process of understanding how you can really benefit from hosting an open house because you didn't really benefit oh, from yeah. hosting open houses earlier in your true. career, yep. and that's changed. How has that changed? So my point with that video was, like I described in that in that video, when I f was a new real estate agent, I'd host an open house. Say I was selling like a house or a condo, and I have a weekend open house. People are coming through the front door. I'd meet these people, shake their hand, show them the house, and then that was really it. I didn't do much follow-up besides that. And then fast forward the clock a couple months later. I'm paying for leads. As a real estate agent, this is you know what a lot of times you're, you're paying companies like Zillow or Realtor.com for leads. So if someone's on those websites, they're searching for homes, you can then get connected with these people. So I'm paying a large amount of money to get these leads, you know, thousands of dollars a month to meet people who are out there searching online. And it dawned on me, I said, my open houses, I've got these same exact people walking through the front door. Now, some of them are working with agents already. Mm -hmm. So, the, you know, they're, they're not necessarily fair game for you to connect with and, and help them out. But a lot of the people coming to the open houses are just, yeah, they don't have a real estate agent. They're looking for a home. They're just starting out. They saw your sign. They're walking through the front door. So I'm thinking to myself, here I am paying thousands of dollars to say mm -hmm. Zillow.com, trying to meet these exact same people, you know, who for free were walking through the front door of my open house and I wasn't doing anything with, uh, with that information. So totally changed my perspective. Now I'm finding out, I'm trying to learn more about these people, these people's situations. I'm definitely following up with them. If they're looking for a particular type of house, you know, I'm sending them uh, options that I think would be a good fit for them, that sort of thing, just trying to help them out. So 
The other one that you touched on was the concept of how people can actually capitalize on the market, even though the interest rates are high. So somebody who might be an investor who's yeah. looking specifically, you talked about the city of Boston, but I would guess that this extends to anywhere. If you want to invest in a property, this may not be a bad time to do so. No question. My point with that video, which you just articulated nicely, is essentially like when the interest rates go up, you know, yes, it's kind of a bummer because your your monthly payment and whatever house that you do end up buying is going to be a little bit higher. But it means decreased competition. This is something that for the past few years, everyone's been kind of complaining about. You probably know the last few years have been marked by really competitive situations, things going over asking price, multiple offers. Well, now that the interest rates have ticked up, it's not uh, as bad as it was a year and a half ago. And so for an investor, the idea is like, yeah, you know, you're going to pay a little bit more in, say, a multifamily that you purchase. You're going to pay a little bit more in your, uh, because of the, the increased interest rate, but you're competing against less buyers. You might actually have a chance to land a great property that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to land. Rents are very high around the city, so you're going to be collecting good rents uh, in whatever property you buy. And then, of course, interest rates go up and down. So you land a great property. Maybe interest rates drop later this year. Maybe they drop next year. You refinance. Now you've got the best of both worlds. So, so th that's a bit educational because someone might look at a purchase and think, uh, you know, a 10-year arm or a 30-year fixed. And sure. they think, oh, my God, that's a big commitment for a long yeah. time. But we have learned over the last 10, 15 years that the ability to refinance has kind of changed the way you should approach your decision-making process. I think that's very true. Absolutely. Yep. What's the future in your mind? We talked a little bit about it and how you're marketing yourself and the advice that you're giving to people. But as somebody who's not engaged in the real estate market and doesn't really pay attention to the daily pulse, what should I know? What advice would you give somebody who may be interested in buying, may be interested in selling, but isn't as educated as you are? Yeah, you know what? I would say you get a lot of people. Sorry if there's some background noise. Um, I, a lot of people that I speak with, they get, I think, a little too concerned about kind of the micro changes in the market. Oh, the interest rates ticked up by a point. I think prices are going to drop over the next six months, so I'm going to sit on the sidelines. I think that people can kind of overthink, try to time the market. They put too much emphasis on timing the market perfectly. It's like, listen, you're never going to time the market perfectly. No one at the end of the day really knows. People might have a general idea of what the market's going to do, but no one really knows. So more than that, I always encourage people, whatever makes sense for your situation. Listen, instead of, if you want to buy a home this year, Instead of uh, trying to pinpoint the exact perfect month based on what you think the market's going to do in terms of prices and interest rates, forget that. Let's talk about your budget. What can you afford comfortably? What town makes sense for your situation? What size home makes sense for your situation? Do you need a fence because you have a dog? Do you need to be close to the train station because you need to get to work every day in Back Bay? Whatever it is, Let's focus on what makes sense for your situation and let's make that happen. The timing, it is what it is, you know. Um, if you look at any 10-year map of home prices in Boston, if you look at any, I'm sorry, if any uh, chart with home prices in Boston, I don't think there's any two points 10 years apart where prices have been lower. So yes, there are ebbs and flows, prices go up and down, but if you get into a place that makes sense for your, for your situation, you hold on to it, chances are you're going to do good. So, good. You, you know what you're talking about. That's a little education right there. But how can people get in touch with you? I would start, I suppose, at liveinwestwood.com. How else? Yeah, I mean, live in Westwood. if you're looking to get into the Westwood market, if you're a buyer who's interested in buying in Westwood, or if you're a Westwood homeowner and you're uh, interested in selling your home, I think that liveinwestwood.com is a great, great place to start, a great resource. 
Uh, there's also TinsleyRE.com. That's kind of my mm-hmm. my smaller kind of team website with some some uh, uh, my biography, a little bit of background on my team, and then not to throw too much at you, but then there's LongwoodResidential.com. That's kind of our again the larger overarching brokerage office and that's got some great resources too so well great stuff and for those of you who are listening who want to stay engaged with what's happening at westwood living you can go to westwood-living.com so i'm piling on with additional websites and every month you're going to see the tinsley team standout student of the month it's one of my favorite features and if you have a student who you think might be a good candidate listen we're backed up you should know i didn't tell you this yet we're already booked through june so we need to get some more students on board and then we're going to get them in the magazine each and every month that's mike tinsley from the Tinsley team. And as always, we appreciate you listening to the Westwood Living Podcast. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, Tom.